Caroline Busick, and I'm a certified life and spiritual coach, and I love to help women live life with more joy. My job is to completely and wholeheartedly believe the best in you and believe the best for you. I think that life is meant to be enjoyed, and we're meant to live with passion, purpose, and fun. In this podcast, we will talk about all things joy, what brings you joy, what keeps you from joy, and how to just enjoy life more in general. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, and you are who you are and how you are for a reason. My hope for you is that you will adore being you. Build a life you love, soak up as many moments as you can, and enjoy the heck out of life. Welcome to the Make It Joy Podcast. Hey guys, we have made it to part three of why is taking care of ourselves so dang hard? Why is this a problem? All we're doing is something really nice for ourselves that we want to do. We're taking care of ourselves. Why in the world is this tough? Well, we have discovered that this is tough because of uh, the environmental and logistical hurdles we have in our life. That's episode one. Well, part one, the habitual patterns that we have in our lives. That is part two. And number three, here we are, part three, with what you believe. So let's go ahead and just get right to it. Whether you are aware of it or not, what you believe has a humongo impact on how you treat yourself. Whether you're aware of what you believe or not, your beliefs still have a humongo impact on how you treat yourself. So our thoughts can be very loud and overtly drive our choices when it comes to self-care. Like, I don't want to exercise, so I'm not going to do it. There's an obvious thought there. And those obviously anti-self-care thoughts, they can be a challenge to alter and to work around. But the quiet thoughts, uh, those, those sneaky sleepers can be very, very difficult to overcome. Certainly, if we don't give them attention, if we don't become aware of them, they can become near impossible to overcome. But uh, not to worry. That's why we're meeting today. That's what we're talking about. So some of these quiet thoughts, some examples could be something like, uh, one day I'll travel. I can't now, but one day I, I hope to. That likely means you will not be traveling. You have decided not to travel, not to try. You're putting things off to one day. One day you plan to start living your life. Um, People need me, so I'm always there for them. That's another thought you could have. And that could mean that you don't put yourself first. The belief is that you just don't prioritize yourself. But you're not actively thinking those things. You're not thinking, I don't want to travel. I don't want to do something fun, or I don't want to prioritize myself or look after myself. They're kind of the, they're almost like the back end thoughts to the, to the forefront thought. And those are the ones I think, those are the ones you really have to watch out for because they're, they're your subconscious. A lot of times they're really deep. They're in there. And the, the quiet ones are the ones that really are often leading the way that we're living our lives. So when it comes to what we believe, whether it's overt and loud and you're very aware of it, or if it's these quieter beliefs, all of these things can, these thoughts that you have, they can make 
or break your success when it comes to your wellness and and just looking after yourself and living from a place of health and fullness. So the mental aspect of taking care of yourself, it's, it's a whopper. It's a whopper. Is it the most important factor? I don't know about that. That may depend on the person. But all three of the things we've talked about so far in each episode, they're all really important and they're each a component to what is standing in your way. And when you're having difficulty looking after yourself or taking care of yourself and you're frustrated, just take a look at these three components that we've talked about and see who's at play here. Is it the environment and your logistics? Is it uh, the practicalities in your life? Or is it your habits and your patterns? Or is it what you believe? And so step back, try to see who the main driver is, and then use the tools I'm giving you or any new ones that you can find. I'm all for whatever works for you. So use these tools to help you find your way to have a a breakthrough. And sometimes it will be one main issue. It may be all three. And just just play around with all the things I'm giving you. Uh, They will help you, okay? So some things that you may catch yourself believing, whether it's out of your mouth, in your head, or if it's a sneaky one, if it's a subconscious one, some things that that may be interrupting, that may be giving you difficulty with this caring for yourself thing is, uh, here's some things you could think. Uh, I'm too tired to take care of myself. Who cares? Uh, This is how I am. I can't change. That's fine. I'm fine. Everything's fine. Or uh, I I don't think it matters. I don't think caring for myself matters. It won't make a difference. I don't value myself enough to care for myself. We typically would not say that. Does anyone say, I do not value myself enough to take care of myself? No, but many people act that way. That's one of the sneakies. Uh, I don't have time. My mind has been taught to keep going, and so I'm just going to keep going and going and looking to the next thing and not stop and then notice that I'm busy taking care of others, so I'm depleted. Or another one is that's for someone else, this this good life where people are taking care of themselves and looking out for themselves and living the good life, that's for other people. Those are some thoughts that, whether out loud or internally, that you are thinking that can disrupt your mission for taking care of yourself. Another thing you want to look out for is your feelings, beliefs that you have, beliefs that turn up and show up as feelings or as funky emotions or just a generalized movement and sensation or or, or mood. And that could be Those could be feelings of not having compassion for yourself, not feeling deserving, um, not loving yourself, feeling blah or feeling apathetic or feeling like you don't love your body or being really down on yourself. So we've got our actual, we've got our beliefs that are actual thoughts that are formulated and we have our beliefs that are feelings and sensations and almost like moods that we have. So if you're unclear about where you fall in any of this, that's okay. Awareness takes time, big time. And some people are naturals and some people are practicers that really have to learn it. And both are great. So you want to, here's a way to do, to know kind of what's going on with you. Just step back and observe as though you're um, 
just an objective observer looking at your life and the way that you are treating yourself, almost out of body. Just take a look at how you've been throughout the day and notice how you treat yourself. And you're looking for clues for when you didn't care for you or when you chose something that wasn't for your best instead. And just look at those little examples and those little moments throughout your day and just your your daily movements. Those are your clues. So you're looking for clues. And that will give you an indication of how you are caring for yourself and what you believe about yourself and your own self-care. So with this strong pull that our beliefs have on our actions and inactions, uh, we need a strategy. So more or less, you have three options when it comes to um, managing these thoughts. And one is to recognize that you have the belief and choose your actions based on what you value most. Number two is to identify the lie in what you believe and replace it with truth. Number three is to challenge the belief and educate yourself and to change what you possibly can change in your thoughts. So let's take a look at recognizing that you have the belief and choosing your actions based on what you most value. So this is when you take a look at your thoughts and your beliefs and how you're acting and you respect that it's there and you you just let it be. You're not going to push it aside or you're not going to focus on, on positive thinking or changing it or self-help. You are going to accept the thought is there and just honor that it is something that uh, you believe and it's part of you and let it rest. And then instead, you turn your focus to what matters most to you. And you are led by what matters most, not by the belief. So an example of that would be um, believing that I am too tired to exercise. And that may be true. That may be the belief and it may be uh, your reality. And so you look at what you value instead there, what what matters most to you. And what matters most to you is feeling strong and healthy matters most to me. And so your action there is to choose the value, to choose what matters to you. And that would be exercising, doing something to become strong and healthy because that matters more to you than this feeling of being too tired to exercise. You jog for 20 minutes in the neighborhood and you concede that you're tired. You know that feeling healthy and strong is most important to you. So you choose what you value rather than what you're feeling or believing in the moment. Let's look at identifying the lie in what you believe and replacing it with the truth. So this is the one where you you look at what you believe and you identify what is and isn't accurate. And once you've uncovered the the falsehood or the lie, you replace it with a truth. And an example of that would be um, other people, you, this belief of other people should be taken care of before I am. And the lie there is that you don't matter as much as other people. That's not true. The truth is that all people are made to matter and all people need and deserve care and all people are equal and are made to be loved. And so the lie is that you don't matter as much as others. And the truth, the objective truth is that yes, you do. Everyone matters. Everyone matters. Everyone's value is the same. Everyone is in need of and deserving of care. And so the truth that you act on is you care for yourself as well 
and as often as you care for others. So we had a belief, and then we looked for the lie, and then we found the truth to replace it, and we challenged that lie, and then you acted on the truth. Uh, Another example of that would be um, believing that it doesn't matter if you take care of yourself or not. And the, the lie in that is that the belief that you are believing uh, that's not true is that you are indestructible and the way that you treat yourself has no long-term effects on your health or your happiness or your longevity. And that is not true. The truth is that a high-functioning body and mind are important. Treating yourself poorly has a direct impact, definitely has a direct impact on your mental health and your physical health and your lifespan. If you do not care for your body, your quality of life and the duration of your life uh, goes down. So you recognize that there's a belief and there is a lie in that belief. And the truth is what you challenge it with. And you act on that truth. And and the way you can act on that truth is you prioritize your wellness every day. You make a habit of treating yourself with love and goodness. And you eliminate, or at the very least, you reduce the behaviors and choices that compromise your happiness and your health and the length of your life. So we had a belief, and then we identified the lie of it. And then there was an objective truth out there. And you replaced the lie with the truth and began to act on the truth. And the third thing you can do with your beliefs and your thoughts and uh, managing your mind is you can challenge the belief and educate yourself and, and be open to change. So this is when you take a look at what you believe, you question its validity, and you look to see if the belief, if there's a, a different belief that you could have that could support you better. Uh, an example could be that, um, you say you're not good at doing yoga. That's the belief you have. I'm no good at doing yoga. But you challenge that. You step out of yourself and you look at the thought and you say, okay, is that actually true? And what does it mean to be good at yoga? And what is the purpose of yoga anyway? And you have this this critical approach to what your thoughts are. You don't just passively accept what you believe. You're actively questioning and challenging your thoughts and looking for uh, a, a better thought that you can hold on to or a truer thought. So you would then educate yourself and be open to ways the belief can be altered for your benefit. So you could speak to a yoga teacher or someone who practices yoga and ask them what it means to be good at yoga Uh, You could research the origins and the philosophy of yoga and learn the actual purpose of yoga. So you're going to take this time to not accept the thought. You're going to read about it and find out what is actually true. Every thought that is in your head, every belief you have is not necessarily true just because it occupies space in your mind. And then you would create a new belief from the education and you would act on it. So with the education that you have now, you could choose a belief that Yoga is something that you can do and enjoy. You learned that yoga is its an individual practice, and there are many, many styles. And you've learned that one of the primary philosophies of yoga is to drop all comparisons. And so good, good at, good at yoga, it's irrelevant. It doesn't even matter anymore. It's not even a part of yoga. Being good at yoga is not even a part of yoga. You've learned that 
Yoga has many physical and mental benefits, and you choose to believe that it is something good for you. And so the action you could take, you've replaced the belief with the education, you've upgraded your belief to um, a more researched, uh, more uh, studied version, and then you act on that. You could take a beginner's yoga class once a week and just appreciate what it does for you mentally and physically. So we've gone from I'm not good at yoga so I'm not going to do it, to actually learning and challenging that thought, educating yourself on what yoga is, what it could be for you, and then how you could, how you could uh, begin to do yoga, how you could have a different thought instead. So each of these examples requires you to use your mind. And as you go through each of these strategies, and just like we've talked about in um, the last two episodes, um, One, where it's your circumstances and your environment, and when it's your habits as well. Every single thing requires you to use your mind and your your gorgeous brain, and you need to use it a lot. So in all of these strategies and tools I've given you, there is a, um, a lack of passivity. You have to be action forward, and you have to actually use that brain, and it, it can feel like a muscle that you're training and developing and it will become stronger. And the more you strengthen your brain and the more you activate your brain to challenge these, uh, each of these, these roadblocks to your self care, the stronger you'll get at it and the easier it will be and the less stubborn your mind will be and the less, uh, stubborn, the less difficult it will be to make these changes. And where do you affirmations and positive thinking, where does that fit into all of this? Great question. Uh, I think that it has its place. I think that it can certainly be useful. It certainly doesn't hurt anything um, and can only help. And I think that there is a a spiritual precedent and a, uh, I think that there's a scientific precedent for it where what you put into your mind and put into your body and and choose to ingest and what you speak out of your mouth i think that there it does have an impact on how you live and who you are and i however i am not someone who believes that you can positive think your way into changing your life um I think that you it's good to have these things. It's good to to look toward the light and to look to goodness and to walk toward it with your thoughts and what you're putting in you. I I do think though that you have to have the action and you have to do things in your life to support uh, the joy. I don't think you just um as make it joy is the name of my business. I don't I'm not uh suggesting that you need to wake up happy every day just because you you just you go to bed the night before and you decide I'm going to be happy I'm going to choose joy. I think that that is a nice idea but I think you have to actually do things in your life that can create joy in your life and that can create the the positivity in your life. So the action here is is what we've just talked about that using your brain to challenge your thoughts and choose the truth. And then you can do things that help you benefit your life and help you take care of yourself. And then you'll have joy. But 
uh, affirmations and positive thinking, that's not going to hurt you. That's a great, I think that it's can't hurt. You know, I think that it, it has, it has its place. I think that it's a tool that you can use. I think that it's something that will help you. It is certainly not going to hurt, but uh, I think that it's naturally going to come from doing the actions that we've already talked about. Like, for instance, replacing the false belief with truth, uh, that could be believing I'm not lovable, would switch to, yes, you are lovable. Everyone is lovable. You know, you are made to be loved. And so the truth is, I am lovable. And so that naturally switches to an affirmation into a positive belief. But the key here is to just be considerate about how you talk to yourself and how you talk about yourself. So let's just make that, let's just really simplify it. How are you talking to you about you? How are you talking to others about you? And you want it to be kind and you want it to be loving and full of compassion. And you just always want to be thinking, how can you think of yourself with compassion? How can you talk about yourself with love and kindness? And those are all affirmations. And there's something you'll want to do. They're speaking and thinking kindly about yourself. It's good for you, so just do it and do it a lot. <laughs> That's, that is, I think, where the affirmations and positive thinking comes in. It's a good thing. I don't think it's the main tool, but it's a good thing, so do it. There. <laughs> Solved. Uh, as with everything that we've discussed in the three parts of overcoming the self-care roadblocks, everything comes down to becoming aware of what's real and true and what the realities of your circumstances are, and then focusing on how you can be willing and flexible to work around it, accept it, challenge it, or change it. And so each thing that we've discussed requires active thought, and you have to involve your mind and recognize when you're coasting. And I love to coast. Coasting is wonderful, but but when you are coasting to a place that is not good for you, you have to activate your mind and and challenge the coast. You have to come off of, come out of neutral, and you have to activate your mind. Invite your mind to get working, and your choices and your body will follow. So a lot of this really starts with your thoughts. Um, the way that you care for yourself matters. It matters. It matters. It matters. So don't put it off any longer and take care of yourself today, tomorrow, take care of you and every day take care of you. That is really what all of this is about. This whole series, I want us to go from thinking it doesn't matter to it matters. It matters how I care for myself and I can do it and I want to do it and I will do it. And it's just something that you do because you need it. You got to have it. Um, take care of yourself every day. This is the new law. It's the law of the land. And I'm speaking this to myself as well. Take care of yourself every day. Period. The end. Take care of yourself every day. New law. New law for self. Okay. Uh, that's it for the, the roadblocks. Yeah, you hung in there. You've done great. You hung in there with all three of these, and I hope that they're helpful. Um, you might wonder, can I apply this to other aspects of my life? Yeah, heck yeah, you can. I think that this is um, these three categories, your circumstances, your habits, and what you believe. I think that applies to many, many things in our life, and you can use these tools uh, for other things that come up for you. 
I hope this is helpful. I hope that this is, I hope it's life-changing. I hope that each of these, uh, this series we're doing where you're talking, where you're taking care of yourself, I hope that it is, I hope it's life-giving and life-changing and it sets you up to care for you, which really is the baseline. Like that is our starting point. Take care of myself. I think we tend to put it at the end of the race. Um, after I do all of this, I'm going to take care of myself. That's my prize. Let's instead uh, switch the visual to this is the starting line of the race. Take care of myself first, then all the other stuff. Okay. Uh, I hope this has been good for you. Hey, it's been good for me. And um, uh, go go take care of you. What can you do to take care of yourself today? What beliefs can you challenge today? And how can you activate that gorgeous mind that you have? Okay. Uh, have a wonderful rest of your week. That's it. Bye, guys. Okay, gang, that's it for today. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you've been inspired, encouraged, and have had a great time. If you'd like to know more about working with me, having me as your own personal coach, check out my website, www.makeitjoy.com. You'll also find all of my resources, recommendations, and freebies on there as well. If this podcast is your kind of thing, I would so appreciate your support. Please leave me a five-star review and help spread the word. If you'd like to say hello, I would love to hear from you. Send an email to caroline at makeitjoy.com. I will read it and I will get back to you. I love the Make It Joy community. Y'all are a really beautiful, lovely group of people. And I appreciate you all so much. Enjoy being you. Enjoy your life. And go make it joy. I'll see you next time. Thank you.